Blog Talk Radio. Boxes, 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 boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect. Happy New Year's to my people out there. You know, this is the first midweek show of the year. Didn't get to get with you last week. Uh, Didn't show any respect to one of my favorite fighters, one of my top five fighters in the game right now, Clarissa Shields. But we'll break that down just a little bit today. Um. But, yeah, man, glad to be back. Beautiful day out here in Houston, Texas. You know, we had a little cold weather. We're back to 80 degrees. You know, but I think the rain's going to be rolling in. (laughs) And when there comes rain, I like to say there comes the pain, and we definitely will be getting a little cooler again sometime this week. But I'm glad to be here, glad to be kicking off. It's 2020 with a new show. New show, same old feel. Um, but, yeah, we're here, man. Like I said, we've got got a little bit to talk about. We weren't here last week, so we'll do just a tad bit of recap. Some pretty good fights, man, last week. We got to, uh, got to see a little something. I had a good show on Friday, a little women's main event. With uh, you know, with uh, Ennis boots, you know, sandwiched in between, had a little good fight on Saturday night. Hami Mangia beating the brakes off of Spike O'Sullivan. But then this week we get into the championship fighting. We've got, of course, Julian J Rock Williams putting up. Three, he got three belts. Two of them count. One of them is on the edge, but he's putting up his IBF, WBA, and the IBO. Put that in parentheses. Junior middleweight titles up against. I think this guy's from the Dominican. Seen him fight before when he had the braids. Now he's coming out ball power puncher. I think uh, Jason Rosario. We also got that's on Fox. I think that's going to be on Real Fox. So, um, you know, Julian Williams gets to showcase a little less boxing on on a big network. I'm pretty sure that it's, you know, it's going to be on Fox. Uh, no football games on Saturday. Uh, so, you know, we're not going to talk about football the way my goddamn Texans blew it after being up 24-0 in the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, being up 20, uh, 24-0 and somehow down 28-0. At, at by halftime, but we ain't gonna talk about that bullshit. Um, we also have uh, 
Elander, I think that's how you say his name, Alvarez, 24-on-1, you know, um, in a light heavyweight contest against Michael Seals, who's 24-and-2. Uh, that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Um, you know, also, we're going to be talking about the Wilder versus Fury 2 press conference. Um, not as quite as good as the first one. Uh, completely opposite um, det- uh, determination, um, final uh, uh, who won from the opposite one, but pretty good. Got my man RC so hyped that he was ready to talk boxing yesterday. And also, you know, the zone's been putting up these uh, YouTube cards. I think they got one on the uh, – What's my man's name? No, I can't think of his name anymore. The guy that says it's me again, uh, that everybody's ducking, middleweight. Uh, I can't think of, uh, think of his name right now, but I'll think of it. But they have a card on Thursday before before the Super Bowl. Uh, he has some YouTube guys fighting. Uh, the Logan Paul's brother is fighting. So the zone is doing these YouTube YouTuber boxing cards and looks like the next one they want to put on, the third one they want to put on is Logan Paul versus Antonio Brown of the NFL. So we're going to see how the guys feel about that, see what's going on with all that, man. Like I said, speaking of NFL, we've got down to the last four teams. Uh, My team got smashed. You know, I was 0-4 last weekend. All my teams got smashed. Even though, you know, low-key I wanted the Titans to win, I just didn't think they were going to be able to do it. But they did it uh, against the Ravens. Black quarterbacks took an L all weekend. The real black quarterbacks. Now all we have is Mahomes representing for the brothers. So hopefully he can do it. We'll see how it goes, man. But with that said, we're talking boxing. I don't want to hear nothing about the Texans. I want to hear nothing about the the whack-ass San Francisco 49ers. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing when it comes to that, man. With that said, let's take it to my man out there in Central Valley, California. Guy that was hyped yesterday to talk boxing a day early. But he's with us today, which is always a blessing to have R.C. on that Wednesday show. Let's take it to my man, like I said, R.C., one of the originals, the guy who started this thing with me. RC, man, what's popping, dog? Hey, well, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm just chilling uh, back at the crib, uh, back from the gym and all that good stuff, clean up the crib a little bit, and just trying to get tomorrow started off better than today was, man. I like the topics that we got going on here. Julian Williams is going to be having to um, put up a title and uh, see if he can continue to put up a solid performance that he follows up from. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of crazy shit, man, especially when it gets involved with uh, Jake Paul fighting on the zone against a guy who I really have no idea who he is. I looked him up. I thought he'd be another one of those guys who was a famous YouTuber or something, but he didn't have that big of a following. But he did have a big fucking nose. So I know for damn sure he would never be invited to an Oscar De La Hoya party, if you know what I mean. But um, <clears throat> And then <laughs> the whole Logan Paul, Antonio Brown fiasco going on. Uh, fun topics, man. And the, of course, how could anybody forget the press conference where it wasn't as hype as the first one, 
But, you know, like I always say, it's the little things that get to me. And there was little moments in that press conference um, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down and, and, and try to put in a little bit more perspective and bring out to light a little bit more than some people probably caught. So I'm hyped up and I'm happy to be here. And, uh, you know, let's talk some boxing, man. Most definitely, man. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, so before we get to that, let's take it to the newest, yet maybe the truest member of the team. We're going to take it down south, a little southern from from my man R.C. to Southern California, Inglewood, to the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast. JP, man. The new Sports Center. What's popping? The, yeah, the new Sports Center. My bad. The new Sports Center. JP, what's popping, man? Uh, ain't nothing, man. Ain't nothing always so gracious as usual with the introductions, man. But ain't nothing. Good old uh, hump day. Hump day, right? And um, that's where you'll find me at my corniest because I never can pass the opportunity to do that hump day thing. But, um, Nah, man, just excited to get into all these good topics we got on the docket for tonight. And uh, ready to talk some boxing, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I wanted to, you know, since we didn't have the show on on, uh, on Sunday or Wednesday last week, I just wanted to run through what happened over the weekend, man, because we had some all right fighting going on. Um, Clarissa Shields. Uh, went up and uh, I think she went to 160. Let me pull this up. I don't even know why I don't have this up. Uh, Clarissa Shields, she had a, a little main event on Showbox on on uh, Friday night uh, going against uh, Habanez. Uh, man, let me pull this shit up. I don't know how to say this lady's name. Uh, Clarissa Shields, Box Rick. Uh, Ivana. Man, I don't know her name, but it was uh, the girl that she, she was supposed to fight the last couple of times. Uh, she had to pull out the first time um, because of, uh, uh, I think she hurt her knee. Second time, the they were supposed to have it in their home hometown of Flint, Michigan, and we all remember what happened there. Uh, one of her associates, they say, one of our associates. I don't think they ever figured out exactly who it was. But they're, the coach of the other chick was talking a lot of noise. Next thing you know, he's standing inside in the crowd, and he gets waylaid, bloody, beat up, you know, the <laughs> day before the fight, <laughs> the way in. So he had to come back and, uh, you know, they had to hold off the fight. Um I wonder why Clarissa Shields' box rake ain't coming up, man. This is crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so she had a fight on, on Friday night. She said she was going to knock the chick out in six rounds. Uh, really didn't do that, but she gave her, she gave her pretty good beating. Um, that was a pretty good fight. Uh, the fight before that, uh, Jaron Ennis, I believe his name is, Boots Ennis, was uh, was fighting out there. He knocked the guy out pretty uh, pretty easily. And then there was another women's fight on before that. That was the all right fight. Um, 
man, I wish my box rec was uh, was working because I'm trying to not sound so corny. Did any of y'all see any of those fights on Friday night? I, I know RC said he didn't see anything. I'm not sure if JP did. Yeah, nay. God damn it, I was trying to mess yep. my mute button, but you already spoke for me, but I missed out on all of it last week, man. I was just in gold, in, in, in dwelling in football or nothing, but so I missed all of it yesterday, but I did see some of the things that had happened, like, leading up. Um, Ivana, I forget her last name, but it was a real tough coming out to the way and eating ice cream on a scale. It just goes to show you can't be playing around with that girl, Carissa Shields, man. Yeah, she came out eating ice cream, yeah, in the way in. You know, Clarissa Shields, she reminds me of Deontay Wilder, except she's a little more she's a little she's a little more educated in her speech. She doesn't sound as crazy as Deontay Wilder. We're gonna talk about Deontay Wilder's long ass speeches um a little later. But you know, she's <laughs> asking a question and she just goes off, you know, for for 10 minutes about the fight, you know, she's selling herself. She's doing a pretty good job and she doesn't sound as crazy as Deontay Wilder. But yeah, like you said, the chick was coming out there. She's eating uh, ice cream. She's got these corny one-liners, you know, and I thought she was going to be ready to fight, especially after her uh, trainer got her ass whooped. Um, But, you know, she got wrecked, man. Uh, It was pretty easy work. For Chris Shields, she looked pretty good, like always. Um, she looked pretty good as always. What is this girl's name? I'm yeah, this I is think, crazy. I think, why they uh, I think I've seen the numbers for the viewership um, on Showtime. Will I think if they they peak somewhere around uh, they peak somewhere around two hundred and eighty-eight thousand. So um, for a slow week of boxing, and, and I mean, I know Carissa Shields. She's not a star yet, even though she should be. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you take those numbers. I think they're, I think they're decent. But you know, for fighting a no-name opposition that she was. But I mean, nonetheless, I don't know. You can take it for a grain of salt, as if if most people want. But about somewhere around a little bit below three hundred thousand views that it peaked at. Yeah, I think that's from. That was on Showtime. For some reason, I think they did better than the Charlo fight on Showtime. I think the Charlo oh, fight really? was like two. Yeah, for some reason, I want to say the Charlo fight didn't do that good. The one that was on Showtime, the uh, Jamal, I think that's Jamal that's on that that, that fought on Showtime. His fight didn't really do that yeah, good. Uh, I think it was it was about the same as uh, as uh, Clarissa Shields. So you know, I think uh, she's done like four hundred thousand at one time. I, I think I saw that same little article. Um, you know, she's looks like she's getting some viewerships. People want to see her. You know, I know a few girls that, you know, are sort of interested in her fighting. Ivana has mm-hmm. Habazine. There we go. Finally, it came up. Ivana Habazine. Uh, that was an easy win. I thought she would have had a little more for it since her coach got beat up like that, but she didn't have anything for Carissa Shields after all that talking. Eating. The way her coach was talking, I wouldn't be surprised if if, if, if she she was happy to see him get his ass whipped because she was probably he probably been talking to her like that on the low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, most definitely, man. And uh, there was an upset on. They had a pretty good little women's fight that uh, started the night off. 
a Swedish chick, so I, I had to call my wife in uh, to watch it, you know, since she's Swedish. Ellen Sitterus or something like that fought some girl that was uh, that was talking noise to Clarissa Shields. She was uh, 12 and 0 coming up. Alicia Espinosa, uh, she was coming up talking shit to Clarissa Shields, talking about she was going to be easy, give this uh, little Swedish girl the easy work. And she had the uh, WBA super middleweight title and the IBF uh, super middleweight title. So she had two belts at the super middleweight. I think that's where uh, Clarissa Shields started at super middleweight, couldn't find anybody and been slowly moving down. So, uh, yeah, she got upset. And then Jaron Ennis uh, knocked my man out. Uh some guy I've never really heard of knocked him out in a couple of rounds TKO, but that was on Friday. Uh, on Saturday, uh, one of my favorite guys, <coughs> Jaime Munguia, uh, went up to middleweight. You know, this was his first fight at uh, middleweight, fought Spike O'Sullivan and gave that boy a beating. Now, Spike O'Sullivan um, we all know he's the guy with the uh, with the crazy mustache. Um, I'm saying Gary. His name is yeah Gary O'Sullivan. His name is Gary O'Sullivan. Yeah, Gary yeah. Spike O'Sullivan. You know we yeah, finally we saw him. Call, only his friends call him Spike. Only his friends call him Spike. We saw him fight against uh, get knocked out against David Lemieux uh back uh two thousand eighteen. He's fought a few guys, but we know we know him from uh-huh. you know he's got the mustache. Yeah, he's got the little curly mustache man. Uh hey, he went in him, there. Me and him are friends on Twitter. I call him Spike. You gotta call him Gary. Yeah, well, I'll call him Gary, man. And he went out there, he went out on the shield man, but he was getting battered and bruised out there. Jaime Mungia, you know, at the beginning of the fight, uh, I believe he has I think Eric Morales is his uh yeah, Eric Morales, you know, Mexican Legend Eric Morales is his uh is his trainer his coach now so he came out there at first doing a little head movement looking like a looking like a new man but then after about the third round he just went back to Jaime Munguia and just started coming forward and landing shots and getting hit with shots but he looked way stronger at middleweight man um it was to the point where I was wondering when they were gonna call the fight for uh, Spike O'Sullivan they finally did I think it was in like the 10th or 11th, I'm not 100% sure, but it, it sort of lasted a little bit, but then he started getting beaten, battered, and bruised to the point where I thought he might might be getting brain damage. It was that big. He was getting shot. But Jaime Munguia is the same old Jaime Munguia. He's in there. It's going to be action-packed. He's going to get hit. In fact, he almost got dropped at the end of a round. Maybe it was round the 5th or 6th. Right, at, right up with about five seconds left, Spike O'Sullivan hit him with a right hand in the chin and that boy was wobbly had wobbled to the corner. So same old, same old Jaime Munguia. Um, but you, like I said, this was his first fight dropped his belt at a uh, junior middleweight. He's making a middleweight run as hard as he is. And as big as he is, and as uh, jam packed as he is, I want to see him make these bigger fights in the middleweight. Uh, he's with, I believe that's, I mean, yeah, he's with golden boy. So he's on the zone. So maybe he can get a fight with, What's my man's name, RC? Uh, that that uh, people say he's getting ducked. Andrade. There we go. Maybe he can get a fight with Andrade. Maybe he can get a super mm. Mexican face off with Canelo. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see with Charlo. But 
he's something he's something people are gonna have to deal with, man. Um and but the fight of the night the fight of the night that night and I'm sure no nobody got to check this out, but uh it was a women's fight. Uh Franchon, I think uh, her name is Franchon Cruz de Zurin, uh put up her WBC super uh her WBC super middleweight title against uh Alexandra Jimenez. And from what from what I was what what we could see, Alexandra Jimenez used to be a heavyweight fighter. Now, I'm not a hundred percent sure how the women's fighting works. They're super middleweight. I don't know if there's like light heavyweight and all that in women. I don't think so. I don't think they're getting that big. So she was she came down in weight. She was a big girl. Fought French on uh Cruz de Rosen. Zarin, my fault. And uh, this was a fight. These these women were scrapping. They were scrapping the whole time to the point where I don't know if y'all know who uh, Frantron is. She's the girl. The uh, she's sort of like a thicker black lady, um, and she has the crazy hair, and she has the like the sides cut off, and she um, her wig fell off like to the point like her she had a little wig on. And she had to hold it on for a second in her corner, which is her husband was like, "Do you want? Do you want the title? Do you want the belt, or do you want your hair?" And she was like, "It took her a second, and she was like, uh, the title." And they snatched that thing off her head. She had the little stocking cap on for the last couple of rounds. It was uh, quite embarrassing, man. But these they were fighting, man. So I want to give props to there. She ended up losing. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember seeing that. <laughs> Yeah, she had the do rag at the end. They put the do rag on at the end, but yeah, she was fighting that last round. I think it was the last two rounds. She was fighting. Yeah, it was the last two rounds because her friend in the her friend she had a friend in the corner that took it off, and then at the last, I think when they were fighting ten rounds, she tried to put it on, and the the husband's like, "Man, get that shit out of here! Get that fucking shit out of here!" He was pissed off, but she ended up losing, man. But it, it was a fight. It was a split decision loss, man. But that was a good ass fight, man. I enjoyed watching it. It had uh, funny, you know. It was very funny. Both the women were hurting each other, and they were just in there scrapping, man. Uh, so shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. But let's get to let's get to the fights for this weekend, man. Um, just want to run that down, especially give Clarissa Shields a little love since she is well, in I, my top can five. Can I get in on that, Clarissa? Though, can I can I just yeah, read quickly on? Because, you know, somebody got to do it, man. And I feel like the boxing community has been hushed on Clarissa Shields. Dude, can I talk about the elephant in the room? Do y'all mind if I talk about the elephant in the room? Go ahead, man. All right. Well, let's just talk about it. It's a black woman now. Now, what this is likened to, simply put, is the Williams sisters. Who should be fucking heralded in 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 the United States? They should be heralded with those like Jim Thorpe, uh, Joe Montana, whoever, Tom Brady. They should be pioneers, trailblazers. They should be talked about in elementary school, but they're not. Uh, Maria Sharapova. We know that whole story with Serena. We know all that stuff. I'm not gonna go that deep here, but I could. But Clarissa Shields, man, I just wanted to talk about some of the accolades, and and let's just address the obvious. Of course, a guy like me is going to say, well, goddamn, you guys sure bought into Ronda Rousey. You guys sure bought into all these other women. 
Ronda Rousey was doing pay-per-views. There was a, 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 a time where a rumor went around where Floyd, her and Floyd would get it on. She was in Entourage, the movie. She's been in movies. She's on WWE. And here we have a, a two-time Olympian winning a gold in 2012 and winning a gold in 2016. The only American to medal in the 2016 Olympics. Nobody gives a shit. Now, when we talk about Lomachenko and those likes, that's mm-hmm. one of the, the, the things that we take note of mostly. Uh, Triple G, mm-hmm. we take note of that. And, and, and their promotion and their the people who do their advertising, uh, make sure you know that. But when it comes to fucking Clarissa Shields, and then I talk to my boys, and then it, let's just I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, I got uh, white friends on Twitter that I, 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 you know, completely trust and feel like they're normal, decent guys. And Steve Kim, notably, who should not have a job at boxing's number one publication, ESPN, because he's a blatant racist, um, fucking has just started the whole train just to come out and say, you know what, I don't like her, period. No reasoning, and they're just saying I don't like women's boxing, period. Just no reasoning. Now, I, I, and I just throw out there to my friends, I consider them, um, damn, now, if they – if women do things athletically and they do it technique-wise to where it looks like a man, guys usually buy in. And let's talk about the lingerie football, right? We always talk about, you know, I, I, I kind of uh, antagonize it. But the skill level is good enough for men to watch and be like, yeah, you know what? They really hitting out here, man. You know what I mean? And Clarissa mm-hmm. Shields fights, boxes with uh, plenty enough coordination and technique for any guy to appreciate and they just flat out out here like yeah i don't like it i'm I'm not doing that period and if you ask me now and the the biggest thing is is not only less less than her more more than her being black it's that she's a non-attractive woman and men objectify women like no other we talked about women Lingerie football, right? Because they're playing fucking football with a G-string on and fully hidden. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do that. Like, you could get hurt, lady. What's your problem? But that's how much we'll objectify women. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's Clarissa Shields is a sad story. She should be a fucking – she should be heralded, man. She should be appreciated. She should be an attraction. She should be a feature. Instead, we have this misogynist of just – narrative out there that's just disgusting to me and I'm holding all them disgusting motherfuckers accountable every time you run across me and uh, that's my rant I'm done yeah JP well, you're right yeah man no you're, you're definitely right when it comes to that but I show her a lot of respect man I was one of those guys that did you know that back in the days not even not too long ago let's say six seven years ago I wasn't interested in women's boxing at all. You know, they were in there throwing sloppy punches, looking crazy. But it seems like they're trying to build. They're trying to build women's boxing. And last weekend, we've got we got three three fights of women's boxing, and they weren't that bad. In fact, one of them was yep. the fight of the weekend to me. Like uh, like I said, one of them was the fight of the weekend. Um, and Clarissa Shields was the best fighter of the weekend. She looked good in there. Uh, she isn't very attractive. She talks a lot of noise. 
you know, she, you know, that's the reason they don't like her too, because she's black, unattractive, and she talks a lot of shit. And she says she's the greatest woman boxer of all time. She's the GOAT. You know, she's got that, uh, you know, on her clothes and everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I give her much respect. Like I said, she's in my top five. You know, she says she wants to be top uh, a pound-for-pound boxer. And, you know, I don't know if she's there yet because I don't know how to qualify, how to quantify these wins against these women. You know, she fought Christina Hammer, R.C.'s girl. R.C. thought it was going to, you know, she was going to lose. It was easy work. Uh, hey, we got to bring that up. <laughs> there's, this, there's this girl, Barakas who's supposed to be, like, the one of the best of all time. She's fine, but I think she might be a little little bit too small. Um, but, yeah, man, I give her I give her respect, man. I'm trying to look up these uh, Charlo versus Dennis Hogan. That's who he fought last. Trying to look up these numbers to see, you know, how much, what, what he did as far as pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, so it says, um, according to the figures released, Tuesday by Nielsen Media Research, viewership of Showtime telecast peaked at 275. And what did we say? Um, uh, what did they say Clarissa Shields' numbers were, RC? Somewhere, somewhere around 280. Yeah. So, you know. But, so, you know, let, you me, know. And let me just say, I'm, I'm with you, JP. You're 100% right on what you say. Clarissa Shields. So one could say, yeah, well, she she doesn't really knock anybody out, but you know it's different when it comes to females boxing. Look, hey, back in the day, me and Willa, we used to make fun of women's sports, and you know, me and Willa, we did that, but you know, we changed men nowadays, right, Willa? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I don't want to see women's coaching, uh, NFL football teams, or anything like that, like they got it in the Forty ers But as far as women's boxing, I'm okay with that. Women's basketball, not too much. Lingerie football. I can't really get – I can watch the highlights. I don't know if I want to see a whole game of that. Oh, I can man, watch you got to watch that, Willa. You know, I'm, I'm one. I like I, the – you I, know, I like thick women. I'm trying. I don't know if I'm – I follow about – I follow about maybe four or five of them girls. There's one of them who went real viral when she went after the game and started drinking beer like Stone Cold. Where is she at? Where is she at? Hey, just in, in your YouTube search bar, just put – Lingerie football warm ups and uh, they'll be coming in since then. But that's, that's, that's terrible of me. That's terrible of me, though. It's terrible. I have women children. I should be better than this. <laughs> so, yeah. You're a good man in my book. Hey, but, but with all that said, she ain't, we don't say she's getting a lot of love, but her fight outperformed Charlo's fight. So she peaked at 288. Charlo peaked at 275. Isn't that what we just said? So, you know, I think she's on her way. Yeah. I think she's on her way. I think she'll be able to talk her way out there. I think we're in the time and era of women, where women are getting pushed, what women are doing, you know. You got the women Ghostbusters, you know, women doing all this other stuff. So women are getting pushed, man. And I think with her being so good, with her being the fastest woman to get uh, the fastest boxer, to win three weight uh, divisions, middleweight, junior middleweight, and super middleweight, uh, and what is that? Ten fights. <laughs> I think, I think she's on her way. I think she's definitely on her way. So uh, uh, I'll just, I'll just think of back in the day when Willa used to be clowning on women. And then when Natasha would be on the show, someone would be real quiet. 
because I'm a respectful gentleman, dog. You know, I'm not out here to, you know, I'm not out here to disrespect. I'm not out here to disrespect. But yeah, man, let's uh, let's get to the fights. It's not not a lot to talk about with the fights this weekend, um, as far as who we think are gonna win. Um, let me bring JP back in. I think my man dropped off. But yeah. The show is everywhere today, and that's my fault. Hmm. But yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm not on on Saturday. Fox, the big Fox, the real Fox. We got Julian Williams putting up his three belts. Like I said, two of them real deal, holy steel. One of them, not so much. He's got the IBF the WBA and the IBO Junior Middleweight Championship against Jason Banana. I think this is my man's name, is my man's nickname, <laughs> Banana Rosario. Uh, he's 19-1-1 with 13 KOs. Julian Williams, of course, 27-1-1 with 16 KOs. Um, I've seen uh, Jason Rosario fight, um, I want to say twice. I remember seeing him. I'm looking at a picture of him, and I remember seeing him fight back in the day against a guy from uh, Jamaica and getting getting knocked out, and this was when he had braids. But then he also fought on the – I think that was Danny Garcia versus – Danny Garcia fought somebody outside, right, not too long ago, maybe last year. I'm trying to pull up the damn box wreck. I don't know what the hell's going on with my stuff. Here we go. Yeah, Danny Garcia, so Danny Garcia, I think Granados. That was his last fight, correct, uh RC? Um, you know? I I have no idea who Mr. Banana is, bro, but um, No, no, Danny Garcia's I... last fight. It was against oh, Granados. Garcia's last fight against Granados, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, and, and they were my and they were outside the year last year. Oh yeah. Weren't they, they outside? outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they so, were yeah I saw him fight there. He fought a, a white Hispanic guy. It was either Stub Pub or something like that. I think it was out there in your area. But yeah, he fought. Not here we go. Orhe Coda. I, I saw him fight Orhe Coda, and he's an all right fighter. Uh, like I said, his, his uh, alias is Banana, from the Dominican Republic. Nineteen one and one. Like I said, I've seen him fight a couple of times. He's got a little power. He's coming off uh, one, two, three, four, five, five wins in a row. Uh, his The loss that I saw, I did see him against Nathan Gallimore back in the day, um, Nathaniel Gallimore, where he where he got where he lost. But I think he was pretty young. He's 24 now, so he yeah, he was pretty young. He's 22. I thought he looked good in there, but then he ended up getting uh, getting knocked out. He's a power puncher, um, and. You know, Julian Williams is a guy who couldn't make it at who couldn't make it at uh well not who couldn't make it who couldn't make it against Jamel Charlo when he fought for the super welterweight title back in uh, 2016. Man, that was three years ago because it was in December, so about three years ago. But he made his way back up. Um, came through.
through against Jared Hurd against his last fight, a, a fight that most people thought he was going to lose. It was a pretty uh, pretty good upset back in, uh, uh, last year and uh, in five of last year. So he yep. won the WBA, IBF, and the IBO belt. Now he's going to, you know, got a little – a little easy work probably against this boy Jason Rosario. Uh, like I said, he can punch. We know that that uh, Williams can get hurt, but this should probably be some easy work. But he, he it's on Fox, and you know they've got bigger fights. They've got big fights to make on PBC, especially with uh, you know either the herd fight again, um, or or the. Uh, Charlo fight, uh, the male Charlo, not Maul. Maul went up. So he's got Jamil Charlo who has a belt, or they might do the Her 2 fight. So, man, there's some good fights to be had. Um, And I forgot who has the Jaime Munguia fight, but who has the Jaime Munguia belt. But, uh, yeah, man, what do you think of this fight? I know you said you haven't heard of him, but I guess what do you think about Julian Williams and what he can do in the future, RC? As I look up his Uh, belt. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I like I like um, where he wanted to go with this one because he was up for an immediate rematch from Jared Hurd, as we all know, but Hurd wanted to go a different route. I forget who he's fighting at the uh, – fighting Francisco Santana. Um, that'll be in the 25th this month, but we know why that rematch isn't happening because Hurd didn't want to get right back into a rematch. So uh, big ups to Rosario for um, – for stepping up in this in this fight against Julian Williams. It's crazy to think three years ago, like you said, when Julian Williams got knocked the fuck out by Jamal Charlo the way he did, that he would be in a, a position of power at a championship level. So, um, you know, I got nothing but respect for the guy. Huge upset against Jared Hurd last year, and I think that this fight will be no more than him uh, elevating his cachet to – who knows what will come uh, um, after this, whether it be a unification fight or with um, with someone or, you know, get back to some get back with Jared Hurd. But, um, you know, nonetheless, uh, I'll definitely be tuning into this one, unlike last weekend. And, um, you never know. They make movies about shit like this, Mr. Rosario. Just think about that. But as for the Philadelphia and Julian Williams, just uh, try and go out there and put on a spectacular show to up in your pace as they say. Yeah, that's, man, that's, you never that's, know. That's, that's what they said to Mr. Wash. At, uh, that's what they said to Mr. Wash. Up in y'all pay. <laughs> yeah. I feel, yeah, you never know with, uh, you never know with this boxing. Like I said, we know that Williams can get hurt. And from what I've seen of Rosario, he does have, he does have a punch. He can knock you out. And, uh, you know, and he's, he's a boxer puncher. He wants to throw hands. But the last guy I fought, it was a little skinny, pale, a pale Mexican guy or Hispanic guy, and it was a lot of slap boxing. So we'll see which Rosario we get. But, you know, he might have a chance. Uh, JP, you got any thoughts on this fight? Any thoughts on on Julian J-Rock Williams? <clears throat> Nothing much, man. Never heard of the other guy. Um, but, you know, excited. I think the, the showdown will either be versus one of the Charlo brothers. I think that's the future forecast for um, J-Rock. I think that's who he's aiming for. But uh, he's on the redemption path. I happened to be at the Galen Center that night. Look, dude, one of the most epic calls. I'll never top it. But if, I have, if, if my boys was here, 
I believe it was like the second round or it was early on in our text. We was all in the group thread because we was all in the building. And I said he about to knock him out. Because I seen him like he was he was fainting off that jab. J Rock was heavy on the jab and and um Charlo was seeming like he wanted the uppercut and he just caught him, man. And the crowd hated it for some strange reason. But nonetheless, uh excited, you know, to see his redemption path seems focused. You know, people question whether a guy can come back from a devastating knockout that you know, in the earlier part of his career. But Julian seems to be focused, and he seems to be right back on course. Got a belt now, so good for him. Excited to see the future for him. Yeah, Patrick Texteria, Texteria. I don't know how to say his uh, how to say his name, but uh, he has the huh, Teixeira. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a Brazilian cat. He uh, he has the WBL. He has the other the other belt. I guess he's the interim champion right now. Since there is no champion, I don't know how that works. But I think he has the other belt, the WBO belt. So, um, let me see mm-hmm. what event he fought in. He fought in the, uh, I don't know, Golden Boy? Is he Golden Boy? Yeah, so he's Golden Boy. He's top rank. Oh, top rank Golden Boy. I don't know exactly who, who it was. He fought on the top rank card, I guess. So, you know, We'll see. Maybe he'll. So we, he won't be fighting any PBC fighters. So hopefully we can look forward to Williams versus uh, versus Mel Charlo, man. Like uh, JP said. But I guess we'll go to the next fight. Um, a fight that I haven't. I don't know too much about the guy that Elander Al- Alvarez is fighting, but he. Ellender, I forgot. I don't know how to say his name either. But Alvarez, twenty-four and one with twelve knockouts, versus uh, Michael Seal, twenty-four and two. Eldier, 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 Eldier. You all right? Yeah, Yeah, he's fighting Michael Seal, who's twenty-four, twenty-four two, with eighteen KOs for just a light heavyweight contest. We know Alvarez. Came up off of uh, stopping the crusher, uh, Sergey Kovalev, um, back in uh, back in I think that was 2018, and he got the re- uh, the immediate rematch, and uh, end up getting stopped. This uh, end up getting not stopped, but end up getting boxed, outboxed by the older guy. Back in a back last year, 2019. So he's coming off that loss. You know, some people say he might have got paid off the way it looked, but I think he just got outboxed. I was there, got to see that live. Um, that was the same. I think that was the same time when <clears throat> my man Tiafimo put up the knockout of the year for for you, RC. Right? You had Tiafimo Lopez with the knockout of the year against. Um, yep. Against yeah, what's the name? When, when he did, did the grave digging. When he did that, yeah, <laughs> that shit was vicious. They, that same combo, right hand, uh, left left hook, right over the top. He did it twice in a row. Sleep. Yeah, Diego Magdaleno. Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. there. Man, where's uh, the where's the, little, where's the Simpsons? Uh, the Simpsons. Uh, that little kid that always does that. Ha <laughs> ha. Gotta have that little, <laughs> little one ready for shit like that. <laughs> 
Yeah. But he's going up against Michael Seals. Uh, Michael Seals is coming off of um, one, two, three. He's coming off three knockouts in a row. So I don't know how good this fight is. Uh, Alvarez, I don't really know how good he is. He made, like I said, he made his name fighting Sergey Kovalev for getting that win. He did beat uh, John Pascal before that, beat Lucian Butte uh, before that. Um, both of these guys, you know, he beat Chalimba. You know, he's. I guess he's a pretty good fighter. We're saying John Pascal is is the champ still. No, did he lose? Uh, shit. John Pascal just just won a split decision. That's right. He just won against Badu Jack, so he's still a champ. Um. So Alvarez might be good. I don't know how good he is. Like he said, you know, he fought an old guy, Pascal, even though Pascal has made it like his, he's come back since then. Uh, he beat an old Lucian Butte. I think Butte was probably coming off of a couple of wins when we thought that he was back. And then he beat Kovalev. So he has, you know, he beat some pretty good light heavyweights, man. Then he took that L. We'll see if he could pipe back. Michael Seals. Uh, I think I saw a highlight of Michael Seals hitting the guy at the top of the head and the guy just going to sleep, like all the way sleep, like not knowing where he was in like the second round. So Michael Seals got, got a little pop to him. Um, but I don't know too much to say. Hopefully Alvarez wins. Michael Seals has been knocked out, got a DQ. He got knocked out by Edwin Rodriguez back in 2015. Um, that was a while ago. So we'll see what he can do, man. It might be a good fight. This one's coming on ESPN+. Plus. I don't have too much to say about this one because, uh, you know, I don't really know too much about Boy. Anything you got on this one, uh, yeah. RC, ESPN+, Plus. Nah, Alvarez? Nah, 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 man. I don't got a whole lot to say about it. I want to get to the good stuff ready. So, uh, Elder Alvarez, you were, I mean, Buena suerte. Uh, hey, look, that dude, he's good. He's got his moments and all, but, yo, you know, um, just think he was inches away from, like, really putting Kovalev out in that first fight. Like, when he missed the follow-up last two punches, that could have really, like, had Kovalev never come back. He was so close to that. So, I mean, you know, wish him the best of luck is pretty much what I was saying in Spanish. Good luck to him because I know if his people anybody would hear me out, they would understand. Just good luck and do what you do. But come on, brother, let's get to the good shit already. All right, all right. JP, you got anything on this? Yeah, man, I got nothing. All right, yeah. We just had to get that in there, just show love to the guys that that's, that's boxing. But now let's get to the foolery, the nonsense, the fuck. Yeah. Now, hold on. Let me hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now. <laughs> I can't remember what day. Today is Wednesday, so maybe that was Monday. Monday, I get a little bing on my on my phone. Wilder, Fury 2 press conference, live in 30 minutes. I'm sitting around. I'm, I'm, I ain't working this week. I'm like, man, I got to watch it. Send it, to the, send it to the crew. Start watching it. Looking for, when I'm going into it, I'm looking for, Fury to be talking a lot of nonsense, uh, a lot, no, Fury to be talking a lot of shit, and Wilder to be talking a lot of nonsense. And that's what I was looking forward to. So we go into it, you know, 
uh, uh, Shelly Finkel has this thing. He does a little, takes a little jabs at at um, at Fury. He comes in. Um, they 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 introduce Tyson Fury's um, trainer out there from the Crunk Gym. What's his name? Um, RC. He's got like some kind of. Uh, uh, man, I wish I name? wish I knew, bro. I'm gonna have to look at that. I told, I completely forgot about that JP part, man. Knows. I should have looked into it. Oh, Sugar Hill, JP, something. Sugar Hill. Yeah, Sugar Hill. Yeah, there we go. I knew it was some kind of crazy name. Yeah, he, Sugar Hill. He he brings in Sugar Hill. He says, you know, it's gonna be a good fight. Share Shelly Yeah, then they bring in. Then the first guy to talk, they bring in the challenger. And. Tyson Fury begins to speak, and he just says, you know, it's going to be a good fight. He's been waiting to do this for a while, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's all I have to say. Let's move on. He might have talked for a minute, a minute and 20 seconds at the max. I'm like, okay, Tyson Fury, he's a little, you know, he ain't doing too much talking. He and he also said, you know, at one point, you know, I don't have to do that much talking. The fight's going to sell itself. Um, then they go to Deontay Wilder. And Deontay Wilder gives you 20 minutes, not 20 minutes, he gives you five minutes of speak it, believe it, receive it to this day. Uh, wins is is, um, women's. You know, all hey, kinds Willa, of hey, Willa, hey, Willa, 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 don't forget the, the the best part where he talked about the uh, the the the, the, t- the top rope elbow kick. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna come out. He's gonna hit, <laughs> he's gonna hit Fury with the top rope elbow kick. He's going to uh, you know send him back to the WWE, put him through the ropes. He's gonna baptize him. You know, he's gonna be yelling timber. You know, all kinds of just all kinds of stuff that Deontay Wilder says, which I love. You know, I cringe. It's very cringeworthy to hear him speak, but I love it, and I can't get enough of it. And I'm like, what the hell is this nigga talking about? I understand what he's talking about, but I can just see how people are, you know, people of the other persuasion are laughing at him when he talks. And Fury, you know, he kept on – Fury said it a few times, like, he's saying something, but we don't understand what he's saying. But it seemed that he was getting to Fury, and I think they made – they made a subtle adjustment in this in this press conference that I think gave Deontay Wilder the advantage in this. You know, he brought up why is he why is he switching trainers? He's the one that he he thought he outboxed, and why is he switching trainers? Seems like he's scared. Why didn't he want the re, the immediate rematch? It seems like he's scared. Uh, Wilder said he went to the mountaintops. I don't know, you know, he went to the mountaintops to face Ortiz in Brazil while Fury was fighting bums and going 12 rounds against him. But the little change that they made that I think Wilder, they gave Wilder the advantage is that they cut Fury's mic off while Wilder was talking. You know, remember last last uh, press conference, while Wilder was talking, Fury was getting him with jabs, hitting him with this, because Fury's very quick with it when it comes to his comebacks. But Fury mm-hmm. tried to say something, but his mic was off. He couldn't say nothing. So they he kept on trying to talk, but nobody could hear him because his mic was off. So Wilder went in. That, then they did yep. the questions. I thought overall, you know, it wasn't as hype because 
It wasn't a lot of back and forth, you know, like it was last time. I think Wilder got to him. Looked like Fury was a little upset that his mic was off and he couldn't hit him with that, you know, when I move, you move, just like that. He couldn't do any of that that good stuff. But it was a pretty good press conference, man. I enjoyed it, man. I know, RC, you've been biting at the bit to get to this, man. Why don't you break it down to us? I don't know. Also, I don't know if I don't know if I heard this, if y'all heard this, but when you know Fury said that, you know Fury always lies and says he's gonna he was gonna meet Wilder in the middle of the ring and go toe to toe with him. But when he was saying that, it sounded like Wilder was making like a snorting sound. Somebody was making some kind of crazy sound, like he thought oh, yeah. that maybe he was making that noise, like maybe he was on, you know, he was uh, tooting that cocaine or something like that, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that's what I heard. But man, break yep. it down for us, RC. How did you enjoy Wilder Fury Two press conference? <laughs> oh man, yesterday I hit the guys with, as JP calls it, on the heavy-handed edition, the infamous group message that we got going on between me, JP, uh, Janelle, and Simon Willis. Wherever and, Janelle um, is. Yeah, yeah, wherever Janelle is. Hopefully, all is good. All that good stuff. But. Um, yeah, man, um, I was hyped. I was hyped after I seen it because uh, it wasn't as crazy as it was last time. And, and to allude to Willis' point about the mic cutoff that Fury had, very similar to the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor shenanigans that had happened. The first press conference they had over in JP's neck of the woods in L.A. Whenever Floyd said something, Conor was talking some crazy shit right after, and it really it it it, it flustered Floyd Mayweather. Because we don't really we don't really do that in boxing too much. You'll get it every now and then, like um, when it was uh, Terrence Crawford and Jose Benavidez. We, we get it very few and so often because it's a gentleman's sport here. When someone's done talking, then you talk, you know. Um, but it was uh, I noticed that as well. And then yes, Wilder was alluding to the the sniffling sounds as if you know Fury was a little hype off some white or something like that. But you're right on that one, Will. I caught that one as well. As I mentioned, the little things. You hear the little things. But um, I like the press conference a lot, man. Tyson Fury coming out with a a soup filled with nothing but Tyson Fury celebrations. That was pretty funny. The guy's wearing a fucking uh, ball cap backwards like Tony Romo used to on the sidelines with his suit on just and no fucks given, you know? And, uh, you know, Tyson Fury had a very compelling soft-spoken speech saying he's never been so sure of anything in all of me life. And, um, I, <laughs> you know, Tyson Fury, he, he, he pretty much is like, I don't have much to sell for this fight. You know what you're going to get? You've seen the first time and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. It was good, man. I liked it. Deontay Wilder, yeah, he, we all know sometimes, um, you know, that's, that's what drove Suge so crazy over at the old show. He would always say that he, he can't stand someone who tries to sound smart but is, is stupid <laughs> and it comes off even worse. Sometimes Wilder can do that. But Wilder did have his moments in that in that press conference um, and also did Fury, you know. So um, I give it a lot of credit. One of my favorite, favorite sound bites that had happened from that fight, I'll give you all a listen right now. Or what you got going on? You're not worried at all. He should be. He should be worried about me. And I already started camp ten days. Well, now I already this is going to the third week. <laughs> Boy, you <better. 
Deontay Wilder with a <laughs> Dr. Evil-esque evil laugh during his press conference where Fury no-sold it completely, looked at him like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Deontay Wilder doing his evil laugh. That shit really made me LOL. I, I'm not playing. I was willing to send the, the message to the group. I was on the road. So I had it on my, I had my phone mounted up, and I was uh, listening to it through the speakers and watching it, and I was laughing when I heard that shit. I was like, even, even when I posted, uh, I posted uh, um, that little clip on, on uh, our social media, and people who are not in the know, they, they, you know, responded to me a few and laughing at it, like, what the hell was that all about? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll tell you why that was one of the funniest moments he had with this weird little evil laugh that he had. I mean. I don't know, bro. I was hyped about it. I liked when I seen it. It just kind of got me up. And to realize that this fight is happening February 22nd, like coming off of, a, 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 you know, the cut that he had received in his last fight. And even during the boxing press conference, they brought up the fact that he had fought Braun Strowman at WWE Crown Jewel, which I thought they were not going to mention anything of that sort. Pretty funny as well. But nonetheless, it was a... A crazy press conference, not as wild and full of the the circus type of theatrics and things of that nature, but, you know, um, Fury and Wilder, these two going at it again, and this all is but leaves one, or actually leaves two, back in the outside perspective where you're on the outside looking in for one, Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn. They had a good little sell with Andy Ruiz and all, but nobody wants to, you know, Andy Andy Ruiz, you know, the guy's not saying much. Joshua ain't saying much. And and it just goes to show we're back to the cream of the crop of the heavyweight division. And I couldn't be more excited for it, man. Deontay Wilder, I mean, you have Fury. Some of the things that he said that was, you know, you got you, you got a little nose ring like a little bitch. Like, <laughs> you know, Fury and – Fury's just always going to be Tyson Fury. Um, I liked how he, he gave paid homage to the former lineal champions in boxing history, kind of giving a little lesson to um, not just boxing fans who don't know the lineage prestige, but, you know, kind of throwing it, rubbing it in the face of Deontay Wilder. Like, you know, I actually live this sport and the history of this sport while well, you're just here for the now. That's how I took it. But, um, you know, I liked every bit of it. Uh, it wasn't as crazy as the first one was, but it had its moments, you know, the flying drop kicks and all that good stuff. Like, hey, man, we, we've come to expect this from Deontay Wilder. But Tyson Fury um, looks looks absolutely confident, or it could be a really good poker face. For me, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good a good poker face because with with all this stuff that Fury's doing, because we we've we said that he had a WWE match uh, with Braun Strowman where he was you know, on shows like SmackDown and and Monday Night Raw for like a good month before he even went into that WWE pay-per-view. And then he, um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name right now. I think it's Steve, uh, Stipe Miocic, who's in uh, UFC. And I believe he's the uh, heavyweight champion in UFC right now, if I'm not mistaken. And, um you know, Fury's talking about getting into uh, MMA next, getting into the UFC after this fight. So one thing Wilder did say that was probably the smartest thing that he put out there was, you know, it's something that I kind of agree with, is that 
you're looking at, at other avenues to what you're going to do after I knock your ass out and you're not going to be in this sport for a while. And it does seem that way for a guy who is kind of venturing off in a different direction so close to, you know, um, this fight that's scheduled for February 22nd. Because as we all know, wrestling is staged, but there's accidents that could happen. And, you know, he was coming off a really big cut. So you never know if anything would happen to where it's going to prolong this fight or give Wilder a, a even bigger advantage. But um, I liked it all in all. And, uh, you know, the, the, the evil laugh of Deontay Wilder probably jumped out the most to me, and I, I was laughing at that one pretty hard. But it got me up and at it, man. I'm, I'm hyped for this fight, man. The press conference. Can't wait to have the next one, man. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're having another one, right? Because they weren't going to have this one. You know, they did it backwards. Usually they have the press conference, and then at the end of the press conference they say uh, tickets will be on sale so and such and such day. But this time they put the tickets on sale. I think they sold out. I think they said they sold out in eight minutes. You know, I was looking. They said they sold out, but I was looking at the prices, and they might be resale prices. But I was thinking about going. Prices are way the prices are like my man said. The prices is too goddamn high, man. So I, I ain't making it out there for that. I think it was like twelve hundred or some crazy for for the tops. Sitting up there at the top, I I can't do that, man. But yeah, I don't know if they're gonna have another press conference because they weren't gonna have one at first. And Bob Arum <clears throat> was talking about they were just gonna have a virtual one over the internet uh, at. You know, that was the first thing they said. Then they might they weren't gonna have one, but then I think the people wanted to see it, so they gave it to us. So I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna have another one until fight week. So we'll see how that goes, man. But let's take it to JP, man. JP, did you get to see the press conference? How did you take it? Did it get you hyped? And uh, who do you think you know? Who do you think won round one? Well, uh, let me speak to you know. Deontay being articulate, man. Now, look, I don't know. Maybe he is trying too hard to sound smart, trying to use words that he ain't quite got a handle of, right? But I'll say this. One of the most endeared athletes going right now, and uh, shout out to Bamani Jones because I got this all from him, um, Marshawn Lynch, a dude who ain't faking no kind of funk. You know what I mean? And I'll even take it a step further with uh, the director. And I, I don't know if you guys ever got a, a chance to trip off of Brian Coogler. That's the director of Black Panther, you know, one of the highest grossing movies ever made. And mm-hmm. they all from uh, the Bay, from Oakland. And, you know, Marshawn Lynch out here talking about cats better keep they chicken and all this shit. And Marshawn Lynch flies around the world with, millionaires and billionaires and he's a part of the tech boom out there in the South Bay and all that so people love Marshawn Lynch just for being that fucking real you know overly real some would say or cringingly real but you know man Deontay I don't cringe I ain't gonna give him cringe so that's that but um I'm keeping the same energy man shout out the sign I don't always keep the same energy how he does I I can uh I'm definitely willing to change energies as information comes in, but here I'm keeping the same energy, man. Um, since I've said since the moment the first fight ended, you've heard me say here numerous times, uh, fight psychology goes all to Wilder, and uh, everything since has 
said as much. Look, dude, I don't give a damn what it is. If you got to fight a dude who hits harder than you and he drops you twice, you're not looking, it's not like something you like, yeah, let's get it on. And your only job is to outmaneuver him. Now, if you outmaneuver a person the way Mayweather used to outmaneuver people and not get touched, that's one thing. But your fucking ass almost looked like you died for a second. That's a big difference. We're not talking about Tyson Fury's a heavyweight Mayweather. He's far more touchable than that, and we've seen as much. So I don't think Fury's looking forward to it. The fight psychology has always lent itself to Wilder, and I think Wilder now knows that, and that's what you're seeing in the face-off. That's what you're seeing him not wasting uh, energy. Uh, like when we got the famous, till this day, you know, when we got that famous quote, Wilder was geeked the fuck up. You know what I mean? Some would say wasting out of pocket, out of character, like we just was talking about with the Harrison Charlo fight. Wilder was that guy going into the first fight, wasting ton of energy, being overly excited and just aggressive in the lead up and seeming to want to compete verbally, seeming to want to prove, you know, just try to beat him with his words. And, you know, and here you see a more relaxed, more composed. Deontay, and seemingly also more confident. And with all the things that have happened since the fight ended, why wouldn't you be? Like he's talking about, oh, man, you didn't win and switch trainers. And one thing about the trainer, um, you know they're trying to – this is just a terrible ESPN uh, casual fan marketing campaign they got going on here right along the line of Lomachenko's uh, loss being erased. Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill um, – I forget my man's last name. But they uh, – they call him Sugar Hill Stewart. Now that we know the the affiliation is Crunk Jim, right? Because that that has uh, notoriety to it, especially from older boxing fans. They try to put Emmanuel Stewart just because this guy was like an apprentice of Emmanuel Stewart and changed the man's last name to Sugar Hill Stewart. Man, these motherfuckers is despicable. But uh, yeah, man, everything since would do nothing but build one's confidence. Look at all the things this guy's been doing. Like Wilder said, look, you went and fought two absolute nobodies and damn near went life and death. Um, your, your eye has been ripped open. Um, you out clowning around, making a fool of yourself, trying to wrestle. Now, he's not putting any stock or any investments in these other other avenues. Tyson Fury's only value is in boxing. Without the value of him being a world-class boxer, no one cares about anything else he does. So if, if, if that's his strategy, I don't think it'll work. But uh, Wilder, confident, um, composed, most of all. Um, Fury, short with words. Um, you know, wearing the lineal champion suit, which and while one man had a belt on his, he had a suit on. But um, you know, it is what it is, man. Of course, of course, looking forward to it. Um, and it should be a, a hell of a night, man. And you know, excited for it. What, what else can you say? It's been a long time. I mean, maybe not so long because we just had Joshua Ruiz. But it's been a long time. And I speak for myself since. Since I can remember, I'm pretty excited for this fight, a heavyweight fight. I'm pretty up for this one. And um, they're, they're 
trajectory or their hope of reaching 2 million buys, forget about it. Um, that's just unheard of in today's today's world with all the streaming and all these different ways to get a get a fight on your screen. Um, I think if we're talking buys, I'm going um, let's go one and a half tops, man. So yeah, definitely excited for it. Advantage Wilder, part one. Advantage Wilder. Advantage Wilder, man. I agree with you 100. <laughs> <laughs> percent I think uh, Wilder, you know, I don't think he's dumb. When I say he just sounds dumb, he just I think he just sounds dumb. I think he's a smart dude. I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's calculated. I just think his calculations just aren't exact. And when he says some of these words, you know, it just sounds crazy and it's a little cringeworthy to me, but I love it. I love him. He is, you know, he is in my top five fighters. He might really be, if he can pull this off, he, he would be my favorite fighter in the game. He's the most exciting boxer in the game right now. I think Crawford, I, I think Canelo, Canelo is my guy. Wilder and Crawford are fighting for that number two spot. But if Wilder can get this guy out of here, Fury, knock him out, shut him up, he will be my number one guy. And, uh, you know, so I'm rooting for him. And I definitely think he won round one when it comes to this, uh, when it comes to, to the press conference, unlike last year where he got totally embarrassed and Fury took, you know, took him to school when it came to the talking. I think cutting off his mic, cutting off Fury's mic was the best best thing to happen for him. Fury couldn't make any comebacks. And Deontay Wilder did it, man. So I'm hyped for this fight. We're not too long away, almost. We're a little, little over a month away, probably a month and a week, it looks like. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm definitely ready, man. So uh, let's get to this last little topic. Now, like I said, the zone, they're into YouTube fighters, into taking these guys, taking YouTube guys, or taking celebrities, YouTube celebrities, um, giving them their debut pro fight and making it a main event. And last year, one of the biggest fights of 2019 was Logan Paul versus KSI. A fight that at first, when they started talking about it, I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, I'm not interested in this shit. I don't want to see it at all. So at the end of the day, I'm watching it, watching every round, and sort of hyped to see it. I don't know how they got me. I think it was because all the shit they were talking, uh, the build-up, you know, the zone, the match room. They did an excellent job building it up, uh, IFL TV. Uh, I think these guys, they did a big job. They did an excellent job building it up. Um, now, on the Andrade card, I think they have uh, Jake Paul uh, fighting some guy named Gibb. I'm not sure who the hell this guy is. And those and Gibb, a guy, like yeah. you said, with a, with, a, with a big nose. They did the, they did the little <laughs> face-off. Jake Paul did the – who was brothers of uh, – Logan Paul, their brother. So, you know, they did this thing. It, it was sort of whack. But but now the zone seems like they want to take it to the next level. Seems like they're taking a step back. You know, I don't know who Logan Paul is. I sort of – I knew Logan Paul because he was the guy that got in trouble for going into, like, the suicide thing in Japan and getting in trouble. I remember sort of knowing his name. I didn't know who KSI was. They had fought before. 
You know, they had Shannon Briggs uh, training Logan Paul. Okay, I was interested in that. I watched that, definitely. Um, this Jake Paul versus Anozen Gibbs, I'm not sure. It seems like Jake, Jake Paul has uh, Shane Mosley training him. I think I saw Shane Mosley in the picture doing something, so I think he has Shane Mosley training him. But it seems like they're taking a step back. Uh, even we see, like, boxers like Regis Prograce, who was at the first fight, uh, saying that, you know, it's turned into a clown show. Um, they shouldn't really be doing this. They're not, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at least these guys, they're not going to be the headliner. For some reason, I believe they will be on the undercard of uh, of the uh, of the Andrade fight, Demetrius Andrade uh, fight uh, on the 30th of this of this of this of this uh month 30th of january but it seems like the zone is taking it they want to take it to the next level and it looks like logan paul the guy you know who sort of started it all with ksi he did lose but it seems like him and antonio brown formerly of his last team the uh new england patriots before he got uh the boot Looks like they're willing to fight on a, in a fight like this. You know, um, earlier this week, we saw Antonio Brown put out a video of him clowning uh, some police, talking, doing a lot of cursing around his kids. I believe his baby mama was at the house. She's oh, him, his baby mama and his kids are getting put in the car. He's telling them, like, bye you know, calling the cops bitches and hoes, sounded real crazy. But then also, I think today he posted a and video. And cracker. And cracker, yeah, his favorite word, cracker, fishbowl cracker, <laughs> fishbowl white boy, you know. He was calling the police all kinds of names. But he posted a video. Oh, oh, well, uh, well, uh, real quick, real quick, well, uh, I've, been, I've been meaning to ask this question. You and JP could probably answer this one. I have, a, a, I have an idea of what I think it means. But the the fishbowl term that he was yelling at his baby mama. Do you guys have any idea what he means by by calling it fishbowl? No, I have no idea. Unless she's Asian, my only association to like you know, like my man Clint Eastwood said on Grand Torino, fish face. Unless she's Asian, I don't know how you would slur a person using fish. So, yeah. Okay, see, okay, I thought the same thing. I was not the same thing in that term, but she's a white woman. I was real confused about it. But I thought about it and had much deliberation about it. And I'm thinking him calling her a fishbowl as an insult would be to the idea of something smelling like fish. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I have I have no idea what he's saying fishbowl. I thought he was talking to the cops. I didn't know who yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who I, I have no idea what fishbowl Mad is. <laughs> Madman that Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's crazy, but he put out some video of him uh him in the ring sparring or not sparring, him hitting the pads, you know, getting ready. And it looks like they're both serious about this fight. So my question to you guys is after the success of KSI and Logan Paul, and after the BS that they're going to give us with Jake Paul and this guy, Anderson Gibb, whoever the fuck this guy is, would you watch the fight? Are you interested in this fight? Should they do the fight? RC, what do you think? 
Yes, yes, they should do the fight. I hope they do do the fight. It'll make big numbers. Antonio Brown got nothing but time on his hands anyways, and especially keeping himself relevant. Why not? The way that they had this um, Jake Paul press conference against the guy who I'm going to call the nose, I mean, why not? <laughs> that press conference looked trash as fuck. Like, it looked complete garbage. The pushing, all that stuff, like, just complete terrible choreography, if you ask me. Yeah, you he know, said, but... I got your nose. He did the, I got your <laughs> nose, like, you a baby thing. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's funny. I could only imagine if Antonio Brown's crazy ass would get himself in a boxing ring against a guy who, let's just face it, if, if Antonio Brown was going to take this fight, obviously boys with Floyd. He could teach him a little bit of defense and teach him how to not get knocked the fuck out. And the way that uh, Logan Paul throws punches, I don't think that there's any chance in hell he's going to knock anybody out. But, um, oh, man, I hope they make this fight happen. I hope that they get to it. Uh, I hope Antonio Brown, um, like most times, is not, um, I don't know, man, not the brightest bulb in the, the bundle or the sharpest knife in the drawer, whatever you want to put it as, but, I mean, Antonio Brown, it just seems like he just keeps getting more and more outlandish. And he's, I mean, he, I mean, I can't even call him Antonio Brown. He's A.B. He's a character of himself. So why not get in there and make some money? Because, I mean, hey, when uh, Logan Paul and KSI had that fight on YouTube, big YouTuber guys, bro, I think I, I'm, it might sound crazy, but you can look up the numbers. I think they, they sold – the fight on YouTube for $10 and with the huge following they that they have, I think they ended up coming out with a 50-50 split of somewhere near $60 million each. So big money for that, man. And and I'm all for it. I want to see this shit. I'm down to see that fight. I hope Antonio Brown gets his ass in there. Jelly Brain Brown, thanks to Vontis Burfett, who created this madman that we see that no longer wears the number 84 jersey. Yeah, I, I, and I did want to mention that. I, I brought up um, Shannon Briggs being a part of the KSI Logan Paul fight, uh, Shane Mosley being a part of this fight that's coming up this month. And like you said, Antonio Brown said that Floyd Mayweather has already said that he'll train him. So we have Floyd Mayweather being a part of this fight, you know, the biggest name in boxing to this day still. I'm going to need to get that drop from uh, uh, from JP so I can start using that. But that till this day drop, uh, you know, so that could be a big name, man. So speaking of JP, man, um, JP, what do you think about this fight? Would you check it out? Is this interesting to you? Uh, of course, man. I, I love the fight <clears throat> um, and would pay. Who wouldn't want to see Antonio Brown? I think. You just got to change with the times, man. And like, you know, old JP talks about here, you know, you got these new guys having their hands in the pot in the boxing game. It ain't old old Don and old Al just kind of running things. You got Eddie Hearn and these new young guys with new innovative ideas and new um, ways to watch boxing. It's not just television. It's not just premium cable. So we got all these new ways. And um, I think you have to look at, like, I don't know how 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 people view boxing. Um, how boxing's been viewed, it's been like TV based, right? So you got to change the format. Um, so if you if you look at it in the sense of it being a, a dying or a dinosaur type of business, I have a friend who works for uh, malls, right? Malls, shopping malls, 
and they are malls are a dying business, right? So why who the fuck goes to why would you ever need to really go to the mall unless you just feel like having a day out? <laughs> you really most times don't go to a mall. So how do they keep malls alive? You ask. Um, you you pair them with things. So what you're gonna start seeing is malls paired with living, like condominiums will be attached to the mall with. Uh, you know, all your shopping, all your grocery store, all your, your fucking Home Depot, it'll all be right there. And so you don't leave, essentially. So boxing is doing the same thing, man. You can't help but to get crossover fans. If you put whoever the hell is watching Logan Paul and Jake Paul, um, they're also, now their interest is in boxing because these guys are boxing. It's not like they're um, doing some, some, uh, like bullshit version of it with some big goofy head gear or like some big dumb gloves or no, they're really boxing and it looks like they're training, they're taking it serious. So the the attention of the guys that does catch some will start to like have the boxing fever, quote unquote. And then you know, and then you have it paired with real fights and they'll those those fans who are watching that, not all, some start to notice the real fighters, and some will actually become fans. And that's all we're hoping. And, and, and while you're doing that, if you can get a bag, why not do it? And they're definitely going to get a bag with Antonio Brown attached. So, dude, let's just open the floodgates. Let me get fucking Dr. Dre versus Timbaland. Let me get Swiss Beats versus fucking Just Blades, okay? I will take... Let me get Jerry Rice versus Emmitt Smith. Let me get Jimmy Superfly Snicker versus Hulk Hogan. I will take all of that shit. I'm for it. And you can put it like a good regular boxing fight. So that's just me. But if that's the wave, I'm all for it, man. Let's do that. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Let's see what let's see what they can do. I, I'm very. I would be very interested in this. Jake Paul, or no, not Jake Paul. Logan Paul. He didn't look that bad. He looked like he was sort of. He looked like he was an athletic dude. Looked like he he really. He wasn't that bad in there boxing. I don't know. I don't know who would win in that fight. I know he's probably way bigger than than uh Antonio Brown. So I don't know how, how that Logan would work. Paul, yeah, just well, yeah, just looked it up. Logan Paul six foot two and Antonio Brown's five foot ten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Logan Paul looked like he was a pretty buff dude. Looks like he's sorta of athletic. I think he would probably give uh and I don't know how that works, but I guess if you you know, I guess you could there's weight classes, but if you want to fight above your weight you can. Um, think you fight above. I think you can fight below your weight. You just can't fight above it. So if you want to fight up, I guess you can. So they're gonna have that. In, that I think that'll be a great fight, man. I'll be looking forward to it. Think there'll be a lot of trash talking. Uh, hopefully, it would get very personal. We know uh, Brown's life is is very. You know, it's, everybody can see what's going on with him. Everybody knows. So Logan Paul will have a lot of stuff to say. He talks a lot of trash. Well, um, well, and another thing, I don't mean to cut you off, Willa, but another thing is uh, no, uh, Logan Paul weighs like Logan Paul weighs about two hundred and fifteen, two twenty pounds, and AB's only like at one nine or one eighty eight, one ninety somewhere around there. So big weight difference, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know how it will work, but you know, I think you can. They could think of something. 
You know, if if uh, Deontay Wilder's two oh eight fighting, I got guys an idea. No body testing. <laughs> no body testing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're they're probably no. I think there is. There was body testing. They were they were doing testing. They were doing everything to make sure that it was legit. Eddie Hearns, uh, he said that the one thing he is doing is making these guys, you know, do camps, do the testing. You know, they're getting with the commission and everything. So, yeah, man, I would love to see that. You know, bring it on. Not so interested in this fight that's coming up with the with the brother because I have you know I have no idea. And the press conference looked very lame. And it just, you know, but I guess if it's on the Dimitri's uh, Andrade fight uh, fight card, I might, you know, I might end up checking it out, even though it's on the Thursday. Uh, Andrade's fighting on the Thursday before the Super Bowl. Uh, but that's probably, that's very smart. They're going to be out there in Miami. It's going to be, you know, all kinds of stars out there for the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Is the Super Bowl in Miami or in New Orleans? I guess it's in Miami this year. It's in Miami. Yeah, it's in Miami. So, yeah. So, you know, Eddie Hearn got his thing going. He's putting his little niche together. These guys making their debuts. Logan Paula gets his second fight after coming off a, you know, a fight that he might have, you know, it was a pretty tough fight against a guy. And, you know, we're talking about Carissa Shields. These Carissa Shields fights way better than these guys. And people are interested in that. So, you know, that's neither here nor there. But. I think that's where we're going to end it, fellas. Um, glad we got to come on this Wednesday. You know, wasn't as crisp as I would like to be, but, you know, we got to come in here and talk, talk a little boxing, man. But before we leave, anything else you got, RC, or you got about any topics before we get out of here? Nah, man, great show, man. I'm glad to be back and rocking with you guys on Wednesday. Always appreciative to join you guys in some boxing talk, man. And, um, you know, the only thing I can really say is uh, when JP is going to have another heavy-handed edition. So, uh, shit, I, the the new sports center, man, I'm with that. So, I'm with that. Big truth. Woo-woo. Yeah, JP, when are you going to have another one, man? And uh, you got to make sure make sure you got your timing right. You got to have that, that clock, though, because last time we didn't even get our picks in. Good thing, though, because I would have been uh, 0 for 4. But, uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. I was in the fucking audio. Everything went bad that night. But um, yeah, it was good, man. It was we was going too hard, and I forget that two hours. We got that clock now. So, what did you ever get? What the uh, what the rule is on that one? They want us to upgrade, huh? I saw something, man. But I'm, you know, I uh, I had lost my card, right? So I had to put in a new card. But it seems like, you know. It seems like they still giving me the whole, the the old thing, you know, my so you know, you get an hour after what you put and it seems like I could still put in uh three hours if I want to. So I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't that's know how it was. Oh, that's probably Yeah, if you put I, in I one hour Yeah, if you put in oh. one hour you only get you only get like an hour extra. So if you put in okay. an hour and a half, you get two and a half. If you put two hours you'll get three. But they'll give you an hour extra. Uh, boom, boom, boom. That's it. I thought that was the amount of time you allow people to call in. But uh, that that story for another day. But yeah, man, I want to get into it. Of course, it's some definitely good. Willis said he 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 will have no talks of sports. But man, we we know. I want to talk about uh, T.O. not getting on that on that top 100 list. 
Yeah. Uh, there's some good some good stories out there, man. So, yeah, I'm going to cover them, man. We're going to get into it. I'm a big fan of the That's show, JP. Ridiculous. Let me know, man. I'm going to try and get on there as, as much as, like, I'm trying to get on there ASAP next time you run one, bro. You're doing a great job of it. No doubt, man. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate you, know, man. man. Appreciate you. If I ain't sleep, I'll give I'll give my ass up and do it. So yeah, <laughs> let us know, man. Appreciate y'all. But definitely, man. So uh, we'll see about. Uh, hopefully, we have a show on Sunday. You know, RC's been he's been up and at him on Sunday mornings. You know, he was even up last Sunday. We didn't have you know he didn't watch the fights, but he was up. We didn't have too much to talk about. So we'll see if yeah, RC's yeah. up this Sunday. We'll talk about the fights, man, and uh, hopefully we can get back with. Oh, yeah, my bad. Well, yeah, cut so off? Hopefully we get okay. back. No, no, I'm back on. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> yeah, well, we get back on there. I'll be up, bro. I'll be up on Sunday. I'll be ready to go. Just to let y'all know, man. I'll be up, and we'll figure something out. Even if you know, whatever, whatever. We'll be ready to go on Sunday, though. All right, I'll oh, yeah, there you have to talk about McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. I think McGregor's making this comeback this weekend. So, yeah. oh yeah, we'll talk too. Yeah, I'm more than likely to oh. check it out, man. Hey, we heard What's about up, the rumor Khan, uh, Amir Khan versus McGregor rumor and Andy Ruiz versus Dylan White rumor. So those are some other good rumors that are out there, and I'll take both. I think Conor McGregor versus Amir Khan is perfect for both. Perfect for both. Yeah. We'll see what happens uh, unless uh, McGregor takes the L this, this Saturday. You know, this guy Cerrone, I I don't really follow UFC that much, but I know I've known Cerrone's been been around for a long ass time. He got some good wins, some good L's. I think. I think he might have the most wins maybe in uh, UFC history. So, not the best record, just the most wins. So we'll see how that goes, man. But yeah, those sound like some good fights. Dillian White's been, uh, you know, trying to get Wilder, talking a lot of shit to Wilder and Fury. So yeah, maybe he'll step up and have a good fight. He didn't look too good in his last fight. And if uh, Ruiz, Ruiz should be able to beat him. I would go for Ruiz in that one. But, you know, and, and I like Dillian White. That's the thing. I like to see his interviews. He's a guy that seems to keep it real, but I don't know. I don't I don't like the way he comes at Wilder. But uh, we'll save that for another time, man. Again, I want to thank my man, R.C., my boy, J.P., for coming on, and everybody else for listening. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. I think this is the year that we're going to be trying to hit that YouTube, trying to make a, you know, trying to make a break, breakthrough in this boxing media business type deal. So we'll see what we can do, man. But uh, until then, until Sunday, this is Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek Show. We out this thing. Peace.